sit down, take a chew and chew my money till we get it. Till we get it. Paul Wall in the Coopers, what was they talking? Money speak, all that bullshit, keep it on the side. Barbershop, downtown Tulsa, Oklahoma. Was it one of those barbershops that's also a coffee shop? No, it is one of those places that, like, on their Google page has, like, a photo of a motorcycle for some reason. You know, <laughs> we're one of those barbershops, you know? Like, one of those, like, cholo barbershops or just, like, one of those, like, we're old school? One of those types of barbershops that you'd expect a free beer at and, like, they, like, you can pay extra to have them do, like, a razor, you know? One of those types of barbershops where it's, like, everyone in there dresses, like, like a Christian barista. You know, like an indie Christian barista at a coffee shop. Yeah. I walked by a few of those in New York. I bet they're, you're filthy with them in Nashville. You got one called Barista Parlor. I went to a place. That's the place I've been in Nashville that has like the the like the early 2000s type of hipsters. You know, they're wearing round glasses now. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're still stuck in like 2008 over at Barista Parlor's. It's sexy. The women love it, man. Do your thing. Not gonna hate on a fella for wearing turquoise rings, you know. Oh, be be kind of a soft cowboy image, my man. Do your thing. They're loving it, buddy. They're loving it. Yeah, that's the that's the one thing about Nashville. I'm still kind of like because there's definitely two sides of like being country or western, and this is a very country town. Is there's either the there's either the kind of like the true country, which is, you know, I wear the, I wear the square toed boots because I, I work in them all day and we have shiplap and French doors because my wife, who I married at like 17, loves fixer upper, like that mm-hmm. farmhouse chic type of shit. Mm-hmm. And they, they don't have a subscription to Netflix. They have a subscription to the Christian offshoot pure flicks. What's it called? Pure flicks? Yeah. That sounds nice. But then there's the other side, which is like the more hipster like country where it's like, yeah, I, I have like, I have some uh, gentrified turquoise jewelry and like, you know, I, I got this Western Wrangler t shirt, but, you know, it was over $50 because I, I'm not actually going to work in it. I can't remember what band it was, but it was this band that says they're from Lubbock, but they're actually from right outside Lubbock. And I was with them one night at Beerland and they were just like straight up, you know, Fresh out of high school country boys, you know, just real, real like, you know, Levi's shirts and Levi's pants and boots, the whole, the whole kit and caboodle. And we walked up to Mohawk and I was talking to them and they were like, hey, man, this girl lives in a hotel. They want, they, she wants us to come over to their, to her place. And they were like, holy shit. And I was like, oh, man, you guys have no idea how cool you are. I was like, you guys are, you guys are about to have the best three years of your life. Back home, you guys are just normal high school guys. They got, you guys are just kind of, you guys are called the type of fellas that don't like football, you know? Back there, like, oh, the long hairs. Here, you're about to eat it up, buddy. Have, hey, have fun playing rock and roll, buddy. Go rock and roll. Uh, those are the two types. And so the guys see that, and they go, oh, I can be country. They go, oh, I can, I can get, I can wear the country thing, and I'll be just like those guys. And some of them, they pass. You know, some of them seem just like it. They do their thing. Hats off to them. Hats off. Do you know where those uh do you know where those guys are now? The guys that were country for a while? Yeah. Being from They're outside all of love. Carpentry apprentices. All getting carpentry apprentices now, I bet. Oh, the, the band fell through. 
<laughs> I'm sure they're the, still rocking and rolling. Going to the ACC trade schools. <laughs> That's a good program, man. Yeah. Another smart move on their behalf. Learn HVAC or something. So it's February. We've been in the new year for about a month. Have you kept your New Year's resolutions or did you make any? I didn't really make any resolutions. Did you? No. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've been resolved. (laughs) What do I want to change? I got it going on, buddy. I'm happy. One happy camper. It's like, I don't know if you know this, but I've been resolved and absolved. By Jesus Christ. <laughs> I've got some pamphlets for you, Robert. I want you to read them. <laughs> when, Man, I would be a great Jehovah Witness. I would love to do door to door Jehovah Witness stuff. You know how you ever had Jehovah Witnesses knock on your door? Not on my door, but there is a uh, there's a pretty good population of them in Nashville. I bet. That uh you know I don't, you've never been to Nashville, right? I've been to Nashville. You know, we, you know, in Nashville, there's that, uh, it's Centennial Park and they have like the, they recreated the Parthenon, mm-hmm. like for scale. So Katie and I go there pretty frequently. It's, it's a nice park. It's also a great place to take like friends visiting just cause it's like, yeah, look, look what we spent all of our money on. But every time we're out there, whether it's like the dead of winter or the middle of summer, there's always at least two or three Jehovah's Witnesses with like their little easel with the board up. Yeah. And their, their little magazine rack full of pamphlets, you know, to sift through. Which, you know, for all the gear they're carrying out into the park like that, you know, they, they must have some strong arms and backs. Oh, yeah, they're working for it. Their yeah. religion is not easy. Their religion is a whole lot of work. And you can tell by the way they dress usually before they even set up. You're like, that's, that little, that's a gaggle of Jehovah Witnesses right there. Yeah. That that group of long skirts and ill-fitted suits, those Jehovah Witnesses right there. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, especially around here, it's very much like a goodwill bunch. Yeah, we got a bunch. So they all the trails in Tulsa have them. Like if you go on the walking trails here, they'll have... They'll set up with their easel in uh, Citrus Heights, <laughs> Citrus Heights, California. They would set up at Sunrise Mall, like a, a little mall in the neighborhood there. Okay. But they're everywhere, man. They I, they used to knock on doors. I think they stopped after COVID. They might be back to it again. I think they are because I see them when I go get uh, coffee on Saturday mornings at the coffee shop. I see a group of them and I think they're gathered up. It's called their publisher's ministry. It's called publishing. And they go out and give out propaganda and talk about, you know what Jehovah Witnesses believe, Robert? I looked into it a few years ago and I I know they they do have their problems. I know they're based in Brooklyn. They have a uh, they have like a news channel. That's They have a news channel. I didn't Oh, uh, Watchtower. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Sense. Yeah. Um isn't it like I don't know. I mean, it have you read their stuff recently? Uh not recently, not recently. From like the big picture is that they have their own like interpretation of the Bible that's made by like a council. It's like kind of a secretive dude. And like the biggest difference with them in like mainstream, like more like evangelical or Catholic or whatever is like, um, they believe that Jesus is the son of God, but is not divine. And then they also have some like really weird interpretations of like, or not weird, just like different as opposed to 
what like everyone else's where it's like there's 144,000 people that are actually going to be in heaven and everyone else here has to live on earth in some sort of eternity. That I don't understand too much. I just remember Jehovah Witness telling me about it one time. They're super anti-Trinity. And then um, they're also like they also uh, they 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 take uh, they do uh, banishing, like shunning. Yeah, like Amish people do. That's crazy. Could you imagine being shunned because you're like, hey, I think I'm a Buddhist or something. And then your family's like, you're dead to us. Block our numbers. I never knew you. <laughs> Isn't? But they announce it. They announce it at services. Like, so-and-so is shunned. And it's like, dang, that's wild. Well, don't they also have, like, I don't know if it's every night, but it's like they have a pretty high count every week of going to services. Let's Let's look. I'll Google it. How many times do Jehovah Witnesses go to church? That's what we're Googling. Two weekly scheduled meetings. The Watchtire Society recommends that witness maintain weekly family worship evening. So two to three times a week. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they're about about it. It seems fun knocking on someone's door and being like, hey, the way you read the Bible is wrong. That seems fun. You know, that seems like a fun energy. I don't know. I don't know what the long skirt thing is. They all wear long skirts. I just know um, where it gets problematic is just like they're just super. They're super conservative. So it's like women can't show ankles. Oh, they also that this is what's tied. Oh, so they've had a bunch of uh, like uh, coming back declarations where like Jesus is coming back into the world. And then everyone would get ready, and they'd be like, psych. Oh, and they also bought a big property in San Diego one time. So that because they believe certain people will rise from the dead and like rule over Earth. I think they're called like giants of the Old Testament. And so they bought a property in San Diego because it most looked like Palestine. And so it'd be ready for dudes like, um, uh, like Samson or something like that. And then they ended up selling it when the world ended in. But that is tight. They're like, hey, the guys from the Bible are going to come back to life. <laughs> Let's buy. Let's let's make the place look just like it. That's so sick to me. Let's get them a plot of land with some sunny California weather. Oh yeah, that is cool. That is just downright cool. But yeah, I think they do a lot of bad stuff too. Sure, I think so. They all do. Hey, hey, I'm not going to blame Jehovah's Witnesses for doing what every religion does, man. They're all they're all out there, buddy. Yeah, they're all out there. Have you ever seen uh the elders from a uh like Mormonism, duke it out with the Jehovah's Witnesses while they're hitting the streets together? Oh, I'd love to see those guys fight. Mormons, man. That's another... I like the door-to-door religions. Just something <laughs> in me says, I just gotta... I want to knock on the neighbor's doors and say, hey, you're wrong. You're, <laughs> hey, you know your core... Whatever your core belief is, man, get the fuck out of here. It's mine. It should be the one I think. That <laughs> seems fun. Dude, it's... I just thought of this, but like, if if we were still like twelve or thirteen, like the appro- like an appropriate age to go trick or treating, we should <sighs> just it's not illegal idea. to go trick or treating at our age, Robert. That's true. You want to don't let society right. decide when you should stop asking people for candy. That's between you and God. You're right. I just got to tell them I'm a child at heart. That's what matters. <laughs> Anyways, this October we'll coordinate which which city we want to hit up, but. I say we go trick or treating. I'll go as a, I'll go as an elder in Mormonism. I'll get you know the white short sleeve shirt and the, and the tie. You can go as a Jehovah's Witness. You know we'll, we'll go to Goodwill, get you a nice nice suit that kind of fits. Good enough, yeah, a good enough one. Yeah, and just you know we'll we'll, we'll have our we'll have our candy bags, 
And, you know, we'll probably prime it a little bit with some candy, but also it's just filled with pack, like pamphlets. Instead of being like trick or treat, it's like trick or treat. We've got the Lord for you. So we're going to other people's doors and giving them candy. Well, we're going to give them the pamphlets in exchange okay. for candy. That's it's, fair enough. It's going to be more of like a, we're just going to go into our spiel and hopefully they'll just give us candy to go away. I wonder how many people join religions from getting a door knock. I wonder how successful that strategy is. It's got to be successful because they keep using it, right? I don't know. I haven't heard anyone, like not even a friend of a friend of a friend type stories with it. Like, I, I think it's more of just, I th to me, I think it's more like busy work and control. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, if you're only out there, like going door to door with another witness or another mormon like, no it's usually one super pro and one new person too yeah mm -hmm. and i mean it's and like even for them it's just like even to get them to take a pamphlet or just be like okay like yeah may, maybe maybe i'll come to your potluck bye mm -hmm. like even that's a w for them so it's like uh. they might not be out there trying to get full conversions but you know a win is a win is a win is a win. When I was like 11, 12, they would knock on the door and I would invite them in and like debate, try to debate the Bible with them. And they would like try to argue with an 11, 12 year old Jehovah Witnesses would. And yeah. it's like, so would, so would the Mormons that come in there too. It's wild. I got this BB gun. <laughs> Look how real that bitch looks. I got it off Amazon. Yeah, where's the, uh, where's the orange tip on it? Even has the it didn't have no orange tea, but it even has the little pickle. Look, I can put the actual light from a handgun onto it. It's crazy. It like actual can fit into a light on the bottom. But yeah, we I froze a block of ice when it was freezing here, and I've been shooting it with the BB gun. Okay, it's been incredible. It's been an incredible time for me. Man, we like we were supposed to get like inches of snow last week here in Nashville, and not none of that happened. Froze over in Tulsa. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It was the Arctic here. It was terrifying. I don't know. I wasn't sure if I was gonna make it. Oh. Oh yeah. I slipped on the ice a little bit. Did you bust your ass, or just was it just kind of like a little wobble? Just a little wobble. I it could have could have gone down bad. Could have one of those. Yeah. Uh, when it first froze over in uh, Austin, I was so excited because I had a bunch of cold, tall cans in the fridge yeah. and everything I needed to make um, micheladas. And there was like a little park next to my house that everyone had their dogs played in the snow. So I bought a bunch of those out and I was making micheladas, but then I was cutting a lime and I cut my finger and I had to go get stitches and everyone just got micheladas and I left. Because I had to go get stitches. And I was like, this, uh, I was so excited for snow day. I was like, out of my mind, excited. I was like, we're making micheladas. It's snowing in Austin. You know, we all have to hang out because half of us don't have power. You all have to be my friends. Our dogs are playing. It's michelada time. I brought micheladas. Everyone's going to like me. I brought a bunch of micheladas. See you know what I mean? Like, everyone's going to, hey, I'm going to be, I'm going to crush at this dog park. I'm about to go over there and be the fucking man of the hour. Then I cut my finger. So every time it snows now, I'm always like, I'm so going to be careful. I'm not going to ruin a good time. Man, <laughs> you're like, it's like, this is how I'm going to get friends. Yeah, I was like, oh, shit. 
uh, uh, hello, call me King of Hyde Park. <laughs> I'm coming with a bunch of micheladas. Let's go, everybody. And they, hey, I'll tell you, man, they were excited. People were like, oh, a michelada. I was like, yeah, yeah, I brought all the ingredients. I live right up the street. I had them in my house before, you know, before this freeze happened. So excited to be there. The dogs were playing. Oh, man. Nice little then, forced day off, y'all. You know, get some micheladas. Mm-hmm. Little did we know that forced day off would turn into a forced week and a half off. You see that scar, Robert? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be there for the rest of my life, reminding me, don't cut limes in your hand. Because it's dangerous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was crazy. Is it global warming that's doing that? No. Making it cold and freeze in Texas? No? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay, that's comforting. No. um, Global warming was more of just a grift from a Al Gore to sell his documentary. Boy, did he sell it. He did something right. Everybody watched that. I didn't see it, but I know everyone else did. I watched it in an environmental studies class in high school. Really? Senior year, yeah. Public schools, I hear a lot of... I didn't go to public school, right? I've heard a lot of movies being watched in public schools. And I'm like, damn, how many movies did y'all watch while going to school? Oh, like... Like... In elementary school, I would say like every two weeks we'd watch at least one episode of Reading Rainbow. I I really can't talk shit because one time at homeschool, one of my field trips was going to go see Because of Win Dixie at the three dollar theater. That was like a homeschool day <laughs> and see Dave Matthews star in Because of Win Dixie, and we're like, "Yep, that's cool. Good job. Maybe we'll go swimming later." We fucking didn't. We watched a rerun of Lost. <laughs> so. Maybe maybe you guys did something. Maybe you guys just picked better shows to watch. Reading Rainbow, that sounds that's high school level education. I've never oh. seen no, I've seen Reading Rainbow. I've seen it. No, that that was like second grade. Our teacher's like, Hey, I'm I'm still trying to cure this hangover. Let's let's start the day off with uh with reading rainbow. I wonder how many teachers now that you can smoke weed and vapes and get away with it, I wonder how many teachers vape at school and just put on a movie. Is that is that common? Teacher's a low-paying job. It's got to you make less than the service industry. You know, you gotta just fuck. I checked out service industry. I checked out, right? I just. I don't know. I mean, well, when I was still going to grade school, like it was hella illegal. Yeah. Especially you get fired if you got caught. But I mean, same with Juiceland. You get fired if you got caught smoking weed at Juiceland. Oh. Well, we had a coach get fired over. Uh, dipping on campus. Really? Yeah. Like he was. Wow. He was dipping tobacco like between uh, like classes and, you know, he just he just had that habit. And then first, I think, it came for those that filled their lip, and I did nothing because I didn't dip. Then they came for those that ripped big vapes. <laughs> and me, not making <laughs> fat clouds, did nothing. Yeah. That's a story I've heard before. Wow. First, they don't let you dip on schools. Then what? They're, they're, controlling, they're controlling the chastity belt your wife makes you wear? Come on, Uncle Sam. <laughs> Halfway up my b-hole, Uncle Sam. <laughs> tell, me I, tell, me I can't, tell me I can't do a little dipping at work. Tell me I can't do a little dipping and spitting while I'm telling the boys how to hit the field. Okay, Uncle Sam, go ahead. I'll go put, put these shackles on me, man. That is crazy. That is, you can't dip at work. 
Can you not love a woman anymore? What's going on? You can't dip at work? <sighs> not a public school. I want to move to France or something where if you don't smoke inside a restaurant, they take away your driver's license like that. You got to I'm I, I can't believe I live in a time where I look up to the Europeans. I did. I never thought I'd live long enough to say, hey, how come the Europeans are smoking cigarettes and shouting at each other and drinking during the daytime? What do they have that we don't clean water, health care? Less gun violence. Yeah. That's it. You know, some people in this country would say that's the that's the wrong side. The Europeans? Yeah, some people would be like, oh, you know all that you know all Guilty. that <laughs> you know all that gun violence we have over here? That's because we're so free. We just can't contain ourselves. My favorite thing is when when someone says like, Yeah, of course the healthcare works in Norway. It's it's about it's all white people, and I'm like, wait, what? And people are like, it's a homogenous culture. I'm like, yeah, wait, what? <laughs> That's my favorite. Like, uh, yeah, of course you can have free healthcare in the Nordic states. They're all white people. Wait, what? No, I mean they're homogenous culture. What is that? <laughs> Whoa, I hear that all. I, I you hear that you hear that said like different smarter like like more uh divorced ways from it so you can just say that and it sounds like smart and empathetic and like someone that's worldly well no it's actually homogenous culture over there in a, in a much smaller country okay so it's just a few white people so that's why they get well i don't get i'm not following big dog <laughs> they're just like we can just make this a blanket policy for everyone because we know there's not any uh undesirables or however they would say that in you a lot, know, of, a lot of elbows around the table. It's crazy how many countries still have like kings and queens, right? How many still do? Yeah. A bunch. A bunch of countries still have kings and queens. Yeah, but a lot of them don't really do anything. They, they're doing something. They're just chilling. That's their job, to be a king or queen. Yeah. So they just own something or what? They have an endowment? I don't know how that works. Well... Most of my knowledge of how, like, modern. <laughs> I was going to say, my knowledge of how most uh, modern monarchies work is, you know, from the British. But, anyways, like, I think my friend told me once, and he's British, so of course he's the uh, end all be all authority on this, but really the only, like, official. The only official thing that the queen can do is like call parliament to order. There's other stuff too. Well, it's a king now. Queen died. Yeah. yeah. But then again, it's like what he's got. What three weeks left? Who's 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 king after he's king? I think it's gonna be. Uh, I think it's gonna be Edward. Edward. Or like, he he was the one that had the fat kid a few years ago and. Nice. He's like bald now. I think he's next in line. Is he one of the inbred pedophiles or no? Um, he's the son of one. Okay, Andrew. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, I think it's Andrew. It's Here. wild that like people like QAnon ass people are like, oh, inbred pedophiles run the world, and you're like, okay, outside of one pretty obvious exception, <laughs> you know what I mean? That guy is like an actually inbred pedophile. Uh, did you see that interview with that fool where he said he didn't sweat? Oh, Prince yeah. Andrew? 
one of my favorite online because he goes on TV and he's like, you know, that's crazy. Actually, I had a condition at the time where I didn't sweat, so I know that's not me. While he's sweating bullets, it's like what an incredible lie. Okay, that's after that one line, dude. You've been you've been fo- you've been following this George Santos dude, Robert. No. Oh, it is incredible. Bad politics, right? Seems like a weirdo, right winger, private money douchebag. Just incredible liar, though. Everything he says, he just makes up off the dome. Like, everything he's lied about. He pretended to be Jewish for a while, and then when he got busted on it, like, hey, you're not Jewish. He goes, no, I said I was Jew-ish. Like, I'm like a Jewish kind of (laughs) guy. And I'm like, okay, that's pretty tight. He's also one of those. He's also, like, super anti, like, trans people. He's super anti-drag stuff. He was also used to be a drag queen, and there's, like, photos him doing drag. It's nuts. Uh, he also pretended to go to college and actually go to college. He has like four or five fake names where he's done like fake businesses and money laundering. He, he, he's committed crimes in Brazil. <laughs> just And it's like, if he wasn't a weirdo right winger, I'd be like, this guy's the coolest fucking dude on planet Earth. <laughs> he just spits lies. No, no truth comes out of his mouth. Just it's incredible. It's really something, man. And all the time, stuff comes keeps coming up about him, where he's like, it'll air an interview where he'll like, he'll be like, yeah, you know what's interesting is I went to school on a volleyball scholarship, and pretended to play all these different colleges, and it just like the the, the school he he went to school at did he didn't even go to school he didn't even finish college he never played volleyball and he 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 just lies about different companies that he worked for, awesome, and it's like. You could be so great, man. You could be you, you. You have scammed your way into a political position. You could have done anything. Awesome stuff, man. Hats off to that fool. It's wild. You got to You got to check this guy out. I just looked up. Uh, I just typed in George Santos Google, and one of the first images. It was a side by side him, him today with his like sweater jacket combo, but then him in full drag on the other side. <laughs> incredible right i'm typing in george santos too oh man okay so okay so his full name is george anthony devolger santos apparently because he'll also call himself anthony devolger sometimes but that might have just been added to his wikipedia oh anthony man the liar santos here's every single lie told by george santos here's like a list of it Oh man, okay. they <laughs> he he lied about where he went to high school and college. He lied about working on Wall Street. Um he lied about where his money came from. Um oh this is more article. Oh he lied about founding an animal charity. That's funny. He allegedly swindled a disabled vet whose dog was dying. He he lied about different marriages. Oh, he pretended like his mom died at 9-11. He he pretended like his grandparents survived the Holocaust. (laughs) Which they they did, technically. But like, (laughs) oh, he pretended to have an employee, employees who died in the pole shooting. The Jewish thing, when he pretended to be Jewish. Oh, man. What a trip. Uh, Hey, it says that he might have been on Hannah Montana. Oh, he pretended to be a Broadway producer. That might have been true. He said he was the target of an assassination attempt. Um, incredible. Just a, a very a very funny thing to do. He could have just not lied about that stuff and, and just been 
like swept up on um you know whatever his bullshit politics are but instead he he decided to add that layer of lies that's something that's incredible to me he said you know what i just want to get a little chaos in this bitch (laughs) wild man wild yeah here's the thing that's like the closest anyone's ever gotten me to voting I don't want to vote for him. I don't even think I can. I think he's like some sort of state representative. Yeah, he's from he's from Long Island. I'll be honest. I have a very weak understanding as to what all those people do. They don't seem to do anything. They seem to be really good stock traders. I mean, that's that's really what it is. People just want to make a lot of money doing stocks. Yeah, it's it's to me it's because you got your main hustle, which is going in there, having the lobbyists basically like buy you, and then you're mm-hmm. just like, all right, give me your talking points, give me the sheet, I'll I'll memorize the script, whatever, you know, just make sure the just make sure the Bentley's out out back, you know, nice, make sure the paperwork's taken care of. Or it's like, oh, pop, you know, pop tarts. You want me to talk about, you know, how um. You know that there's there's such a thing as called food bias. There's no such thing as bad foods. Yeah, you know what? You get that you get that ear supply of uh, pop tarts to my house. I'll say whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> you want me to pass this bill? All right. Well, you know uh, how many how many bills are going to be coming to my house once I send this one to the other house? And then talking dollar bills. How do I become a lobbyist? You got to work for like a political action committee or an interest group or even like a big like a big corporation well i worked for mckinsey consulting for a while yeah but do they have any like do they have any need to be like talking to politicians i gotta i gotta start like a pack or something a super pack to fund a lobbying group and it can be anything like uh you know get people out of jail or legalize weed or, you know, protect oil drilling rights in small rural towns or some shit, something bad, something real bad. And then my job is to go and smoke weed with Congress people and give them free bars of soap and nice sunglasses and their favorite shirts and stuff like that. But here's the thing. I'm wearing those types of glasses that have the hidden cameras and the whole time I'm fucking rolling up fat blunts with these fools right we're getting out of our mind yacked on grass and 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 cheap liquor from the grocery store and you know what i do make a a, a documentary stitch it all together and it's called you know get money or die trying and what <laughs> we do we, we we flip the system on its head you know you wouldn't call it what do you a- think of that idea you wouldn't call it smoking the Zaza for Gaza? That's pretty good. That's a lot. That's a lot better. <laughs> it's funny that these lobbyists just do that, and that's like their life. They just like bribe a government officials in legal ways, and then just change the laws to make rich people happy. Well, I think their official like title is like we become super knowledgeable in. These, the you know, these certain issues that are you know affecting America or the people, and the, you know them and the political action committee, like they they basically pre-write like the bills or the laws they want passed, 
and it's basically them trying to sell it to the it's them trying to sell it to the uh, politicians to be like, hey, we need you to back this and like, you know, next time your committee's meeting or like next time the, you know, your your breakout groups are happening, like you need to bring this up. It's like, don't you don't even have to really read it. You know, we already know your style, your cadence. Um, we've got some joke writers on our team, so they, they threw a few good ones in there to win the team over. Man, you ever see that video of the lobbyist refusing to drink the pesticide water after saying it was safe? No. It's fantastic. Let's see. He goes, if it's safe, you drink this. That's great. Let's Google it. Pesticide water. Drink. You can find it on Greenpeace's website. I'll send you the YouTube link right now. All right. What's Greenpeace do? Protest stuff? Yeah, Good think... for them. Did you get it in the messages section of our Google Meet, my friend? Yes. Oh, man. Before we pull... I'll tell you something in a sec. Let's watch the video first. It's crazy. Not not really, but dude, he's got a weird shaped head. I think he's been drinking the water. He's just mad. He won't drink it. He knows. They all know. They're experts in the uh, in their field. Then he Man. he just completely <laughs> like backflipped and was just like, "No, people drink that to try and commit suicide, and they 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 regularly fail." He's like, "So you want to drink some?" He's like, "No, I'm not an idiot." He's like, "You're a jerk. This is over." <laughs> I went to go get coffee yesterday, Robert. Oh, this killed me. I go get iced coffee. I went and I said, hey, can I get an iced coffee? And she said, yeah. Cold brew? And I said, yeah. Cold brew? And she said, okay, just a large? And I said, yeah. And I meant to, I said, like, nothing to it. Like, oh, ice like nothing, you know, no cream or anything. But I said, yeah, just iced coffee, nothing to it. And uh, the lady that was making the coffee clearly took it as if I was saying, like, yeah, there's nothing to it. Don't you understand? Like, I'm not, I mean, it's not fucking rocket science, you know? Because she made this face and, like, went and looked at me and was like, Phew. and I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Now she thinks I said something really rude, but I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to fix it. So I was like, thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. And then left. And I was like, fuck. And I kind of want to go back in there and order another coffee and just be like, oh, yeah, can I get a nice coffee? Nothing to it. Make sure there's nothing in there. Thank you so much. That's what I mean by that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like oh. But then I thought it'd be funnier to go back in and double down and just go in there and be like, hey, can I get an iced coffee, you fucking idiot? You <laughs> fucking stupid piece of shit. Can I get an iced coffee? Do you know how to read? Do you know how to read, you fucking fool? You imbecile. You imbecile. But I can't stop thinking about how, how that lady thought I was just being rude to her. Dude, double down and be like, hey, can I get some water that's dripped through some fucking beans? 
<laughs> Does that sound simple enough? <laughs> Is there much to that? <laughs> uh, I've been thinking about it nonstop. I want to go back in there and order so badly. Can one of you barista alchemists, you know, wrap your minds around that, huh? <laughs> bean water. Can I have my bean water, Sage, please? Mm. Yeah, just really throw it in them. Man, they hate me. I wonder if she told them, her coworkers about that. Like, yeah, this fucking guy said, yeah, nothing to it. Like, you idiot. You know what I mean? Oof. She could have also thought it's just like, yeah, it's just iced coffee, nothing to it. I don't need no Frappa Mochaccino, Dunkerino, <laughs> whatever the fuck you want to call it, Eno. I liked when I worked at Starbucks and they were the type of dudes that would never learn or they'd always pretend to not know the name of their drink because they thought that was somehow like gay or feminine or something. Yeah. So they wouldn't be like, can I get a caramel macchiato? Like, I'm like, I can get the caramel macchiato, whatever. You want the caramel? <laughs> you want a grande caramel macchiato? I know. I know what you want, Ty. Just ask for it. You know what I mean? Look me in the eyes and ask for it. There's this cop named Ty that used to come in all the time that hated me. And one time I drew like either a heart or a smile. You know, I drew a heart and a unicorn on his cup just because it was a long wait. And his wife was chit-chatting. And he got so freaking mad at me. I thought that was just the funniest thing on earth. Um, man, he probably got back in his car. He's like, how am I supposed to explain this down at the fucking station? Why did he put a yeah. heart on it? He didn't like that at all. He did not like that. His wife liked me, though. I liked her. She was nice. She was really nice. Yeah, I love those types of guys. They'll never learn. They think that's like it's like, yeah, gotcha, buddy. Hey, you learned the name of the drink you enjoy, you bitch, you little bitch, you know. Or the the guys who go in there, it's like, do y'all just have like coffee? And then it's like, yeah, it's Starbucks coffee. And they're like, yeah, but do y'all just have like just coffee? Just co- I just want just coffee. You're not like, gonna trick me and and put like a, a a flower in there or something, right? Like you guys do. <laughs> it's like let me let me just get a cup of coffee. Nothing gay in it, okay? No, no mocha yaka laka daka ding dogs. All righty, buddy. Just coffee. Um, I love doing that's that's the vibe I give off. Yeah, that's when you nut in his cup and you're just like, all right, nothing gay in this one. Cup of yeah. Joe. This one's not going to turn you gay and addicted to me or anything. <laughs> yeah. Basically just grind up a cigarette in there. It's like, yeah, nothing addictive here, boy. You know what I wish really bad? What? I wish that I knew how to like do some type of grifting. Because I, I, my like beard gets to a certain length where a bunch of dudes just come up to me and start talking to me about it. You know what I mean? And I know, like, all right, time to trim it down, right? Like, oh, I got to leave. This is weird. But I realized what I should be doing is pretending like I couldn't grow a beard for a long time until I used a special, like, mixture of oils. And then when, when people come up to me about my beard, I'll be like, oh, do you wish you had a beard? Yeah, let me. I have a mixture of oils I can sell you for your vitality. You know, that's what I should be doing. You know, that would be very fitting in a town like Tulsa, too. Vitality oils? Just just good old-fashioned snake oil. I would. Lo- I wish we lived in a time where we could sell snake oil, Robert. You and he, you and he would be on the road selling snake oil town to town. Uh, yeah, but I mean, honestly, even if you were just like, no, this is just this is just branded snake oil, you know, like get it get it for the laugh, you know. It comes in a nice little antique bottle. It's you know, <laughs> it's 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 blue. You can barely see the liquid in there, and you know the the oil it it smells like an actual snake or something. I don't know. Smells like fried eggs. We use the essence of a snake. <laughs> if you want the essence of a snake. Yeah, I can. 
I mean, I could totally see like there being a niche market of people that's just like, yeah, like what what do I want up in my china cabinet or up on my mantle or just as like a knickknack around my house? What's more farmhouse chic than an actual bottle of snake oil with the old little label that's like like Jeffrey Kelly's miracle tonic? Mm-hmm. It's got a picture of you with like your beard just like going off the page like it's so long because it's it it works so much. Here's the thing, what if it does cure it all? Even better. You yeah. know? Best case scenario worst case scenario, you got something to put on your shelf. Best case scenario, you're gonna get cured, buddy. What's weigh your risks here? Weigh yeah, it out. Even sell it like that. It's like it's only five dollars. Worst case scenario is you get a fancy little bottle. It's like, what you got to lose? It's $5. Look at this fucking economy. Look at the inflation. $5 is basically a quarter. Come on, just give it to me. Come on. In this economy, you can't afford not to buy my snake oil. Yeah. You'd be a fool not to get this down the hatch, big dog. I think that's I think that's going to be our, our New Year's resolution is we get, we get that made. Snake that, oil? Yeah. JT Kelly's Miraculous Tonic. Cheers at all. If you're having gay thoughts, drink some of the snake oil. It'll go right away. No, you got to rub it on your dick. That's how you (laughs) got to rub the snake oil all over your parts. (laughs) Say goodbye to your gay thoughts. I don't care how many gay thoughts the FBI is shooting in your head. This snake oil will cure them all. Local CIA agents trying to make you gay. We got a snake oil. that will take those thoughts right away. So you got brain cancer, just rub it, just rub a little bit on your temples uh, at night. Yeah, I put, uh, if I'm sick, I'll put potatoes in my socks. Really? Oh, yeah, it works. What does it do? Makes you better. Just makes you better? Yeah, makes better for you. Makes you feel better. What, does the potato, does the potato just absorb the... It sucks all the bad out you, yeah. Okay. I can't explain it. I can't explain it. I'm no... I'm no potato scientist. <clears throat> I'm just a young man. I guess I'm old now. I turn 30 next month. Oh, okay. The big 3-0? Yeah. You'll be That'll as old. Do it. Dude, you'll be almost as old as my brother. Well, how, how old is he? He's 30. Oh, okay. You'll be 31 by the by March, though. Oh shit, not next month. Next month's March. My birthday's in April. I'm dumb as hell. I'm so fucking dumb. <laughs> I'm so fucking dumb. Jensen's been out of town, so I just woke up and smoked weed. It's been great. <laughs> when the wife's out of town, it's like it's like you gonna you gonna fucking party, do something big? It's like, no, I'm just uh, yeah. around the house and I might I might eat pizza on the couch. That's the most daring thing I'll do. Smoked so much weed inside, it was crazy. I don't know. Do you ever have those friends where they're just like, "Oh, you're, the lady's out of town." It's like, "What? Are you gonna fucking do it big? Gonna gonna go rent some Harleys? Maybe go up to go up to fucking Lexington, Louisville?" She's like, oh. "No, I'm just gonna stay in and just probably just watch whatever TV I want." Uh, yeah, I always watch the documentaries that she doesn't want to watch. All the very sad documentaries. I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah." I'm gonna poison my brain with some of these bad boys. <laughs> Yeah, like I mean, even even my boss was just like, "Oh, what you know? How how was a uh, how was Katie's trip?" And I was just like, "I don't know. It was her trip. I stayed home." She's like, "Well, what'd you do during it?" It's like, "Did you do anything big?" I was just like, "Yeah, 
I uh, I fucking it's just like I I ordered a pizza and I ate it on the couch and I watched I watched all the Sopranos I wanted. That's what I did. They always expect you to be like, yeah, I threw a big party with all the fellas, and you know, we brought some brought some whores over. Yeah, and what fellas like, and what whores? Who's, who, who, who? Yeah. Just, uh, oh, you know the fellas you go to the, get the whores with. Oh, of course, yeah. You know, the boys. The, the fellas are usually, you know, you you're usually over at their houses because you know the wife's at home. Just like, no. Hey, yeah. Uh, there was one time. It was the first time Katie ever got called the ball and chain. And it was from Grant, my older brother. He's just like, he was asking me like if I wanted to go do something with him. Or he's like, or oh, is that all right with the ball and chain? Katie immediately like shot daggers at him with her eyes. She didn't like that joke? No. And I mean, honestly, I, I didn't either. It's like this, because here's the thing. It was like the first time he met her. And like, we'd only <laughs> been dating for maybe like a month or two. That's funny. I say that type of thing all the time. I always say, I gotta check with the old ball and chain, make sure that's all right. I don't think Jensen likes the jokes as much as I do. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like that that's one of those where it's like you gotta have at least years to try and get away with it. But literally like the first time he met her, he's like, Is that okay with the ball and chain? I was like, Really, Grant? It's like, God, how are you still single? He's a charmer. <laughs> he's a charmer. Yeah. Heavy quotations, no, charmer. Nothing but love for that game right there. Yeah. Man, I got to clean up the house before Jensen flies home. Could you imagine if I just left it super dirty and then she got home and she came home to a really dirty house because I didn't clean the house all weekend because I was by myself? That's what I did when she was gone. I didn't pick up after myself like a rebel. <laughs> and it's really muddy outside and the dog jumped into bed. And so I, had, I was like, ah, there's mud all over the bed. So that's in the washer right now. So... But I slept on it muddy last night. <laughs> I thought, I'm just sleeping it muddy. I'll shower tomorrow anyways. I'm gonna clean it. I gotta clean it. What a time to be alive, man. I'll just sleep in it. I'll sleep in the muddy bed, yeah. Yeah. My bitch wife can't stop me from sleeping in dirt and mud. Alright? No woman's gonna stop me from sleeping in mud. In absolute mud and dirt. Okay? You just you just keep asking yourself, am I am I rocking in the free world for real? It's like yeah. I'm going to sleep in this muddy bed. A little bit different than most. Yeah, I'm a true rocker. Just a true fucking rocker. I'll sleep in that. It's like Woodstock over here for me. Hell yeah! Well, before we let you go, you got any upcoming shows? Any any dates? Anything? anything Doing a show in Kansas in March. Oh, is it that? Uh, was it from that one booker? Uh huh. It's that naked body show. You get in your underwear. You're, they're gonna let you do that? No, they're not. They don't know I'm showing up already completely naked. <laughs> and my wife's gone. I gotta go. All right. I don't want well, her to think I'm cheating on her Sunday morning. What What day is the Kansas City? Um, March nineteenth. All right, March nineteenth, Kansas City. JT Kelly is coming for you. Completely fucking naked.
Mm-hmm.